0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everybody. Matt from Don't Unfriend Me, episode 65. And it's going to be an interesting show. It's Sunday, December 20th. I always say that, five days till Christmas. Remember, on the 22nd, we have uh, Jupiter, Saturn, and Venus all aligning. And if you bend over far enough, you'll see your Uranus. That's not the joke tonight. I just figured I would throw that out there because I couldn't work it into the show any other way. And dad jokes are awesome. But I do have something that we're going to talk about tonight. And it is COVID-19 and the vaccine that is being administered all over the world right now. But 250,000 shots were given out in the United States and the UK. And I want to talk a little bit about some numbers. Now, Before we get started, if you are a person who who absolutely has had a family member or a loved one die of COVID, I want to be sensitive to that. Um, I'm not PC, but I do have a heart. And I want you to understand that this may not be something that you appreciate because the numbers are interesting. And I just want to talk about the numbers. And I'm not saying not to get a shot. I'm not saying to get a shot. I'm not saying to wear a mask or not wear a mask. My job is to bring up topics on this show that are important and discuss them to the best of my ability. So I'm not a doctor. I didn't play one on TV. I didn't sleep at a Holiday Inn Express. I just tend to look at the numbers and make a decision and talk to really smart people to help me make my decision. So now that we've done that disclaimer, let's get into our joke tonight. And aliens come from outer space and travel across the galaxy to see us. And they're met with the U.S. armed forces, and the armed forces are, are ready to go to war. Tanks and jets and planes, and they're going to fight the aliens. And the aliens say, listen, your, 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 your resistance is futile. Our technology is much more advanced than you, and your weapons can't harm us in any way, shape, or form. And you have 24 hours to make us laugh, or we will destroy your planet. But first, there's a caveat. We've seen every joke on the internet. We've seen every show on Comedy Central. We've seen all your comedians. We've read everything in writing. And we've done everything when it comes to comedy that your planet provides. So you'll have to come up with something new. And everyone departs and the world leaders start getting together and the UN and over teleconference start talking and deciding what the heck we're going to do and They bring all the greatest comedians and screenwriters and playwrights together. And they start arguing over which joke to do and debating which one they are going to present to the aliens to save the planet. And finally, one of the scientists gets up up and says, listen, we don't have enough information. We need to go back to them and find out what they did find funny out of all of the information they collected. And a few of the leaders say, okay, great. That sounds like a good plan. Let's do that. So a couple hours later, they get to the aliens, and the aliens come down, and they say, yes. And they say, listen, we need to find out of all the information you collected, what did you find funny? And they said, well, there's only one thing that we found humorous, is that we read a story that you went ahead and found a reality TV star, slightly middle-aged, who was kind of someone who normally wouldn't be selected, who had affairs and was a a playboy as your leader. We thought that was a great story. And the government officials said, well, wait a second. That wasn't a story. It was real. It actually happened. And the aliens start cracking up and get back in the flying saucer and leave. soothing sounds of Stillpoint, Citizen Soldier. You can find them on Reverb Nation. Stillpoint does all of our intro music. They're great. I have a new live audio track of them doing uh, some ACDC, which was just fantastic. I'll play it for you some other time. But right now, let's get into who we are. My name is Matt with Don't Unfriend Me. Here are all my social media sites. You can go ahead and like, share, subscribe, follow, do all those fun things. And I've been meaning to blow this like, share, subscribe, and follow up a little bit because I don't think you can see it very well. There we go. Like, share, subscribe, folks. It's real simple. If you're on Facebook, give me a like. That'll allow you to share my page and also share my videos and funny memes. And follow allows you to get updates on when I will come on live or when I post a new show. Every little bit helps. So please join up on the social media, contribute, say hello, and we will all get along fine. and God will not kill a puppy, which is really important. So folks, let's get to it. What are we going to talk about tonight? We talked a little bit about it, a little bit about COVID. But more importantly, this vaccine. Now, I understand a couple of things. I want to be conscientious that this is a very difficult topic. And some people are using this to exploit their channels and bring in conspiracy theories and all that other stuff. Well, I don't really want to bring in a conspiracy theory. I just want to go through the numbers. And some of the numbers are distracting. Now, I will say that I tend to look at the more conservative estimates of numbers, but there's nothing here that the numbers tell us because we don't have a long enough sample rate. But initially, there are some things that are really disturbing. And coupling that with the way that the medical industry and medical professionals and the pharmaceutical companies are replying to this, it seems like a full court press to stop any disinformation or what they consider to be disinformation before it becomes, I wouldn't say available, but before it becomes widespread. I've seen a lot of, not censorship, but suppressing certain opinions during COVID. And I found it to be funny. Remind me to tell you also Facebook released something and they're going to war with Apple. I'll probably do that tomorrow, which is a a funny story. But this COVID vaccine, I'll admittedly say I don't know much about it versus RNA and our DNA and dNRRNA and Dr. Dre. And I, I don't know much about that. I understand it's a protein. I understand that it impacts RNA in the body. I understand that several of the vaccines have been actually manufactured and created through fetus. Um, research. I understand that it makes you generally uh, have similar symptoms to COVID or slight symptoms of the flu. That different people have different reactions to it, and overall, that it had a fairly successful rate of success. But on a long enough timeline, we don't know what that looks like. So, I, I you know I don't know much about it. I can't tell you. So I'm not an expert. I'm not a chemist. I I am not a doctor. But I'm just a person who has some questions. So we're going to get into a few things that are interesting. Now, this is the first thing. There was a nurse. And the nurse got her shot. And she was in the middle of talking about the COVID vaccine from Pfizer. And after her shot, wanted to kind of go up and make people feel comfortable and secure with getting this shot. So we can assume it would be like... um. In, when, in, in Iron Man 2, I think it was when Tony Stark comes out with the arc reactor and showing the technology and all of a sudden everything starts blowing up or Nikola Tesla does that in the movie uh, with, uh, with the Wolverine guy where all of a sudden all the arc reactors start firing off and lightning bolts are going everywhere and people flip out and, and run because we're afraid of what we don't understand. Similar to the first atomic bomb or nuclear reactor or honestly a lighter or the telegraph, or the first automobile. There's always trepidation when new technology comes around. So, we want to create comfortability and we look to our experts to do that. And that's what we look to them for. When we look at the first shuttle that exploded, there was a sense of trepidation about doing it again. And the scientists came out and said, here's why. This is what the reasons are we're doing this. And here's some of the dangers and the risks. So, it's normal for the populace to be worried and we expect our professionals to calm us down and the people who have the answers. so what i find interesting is that when i look at this disease and i'm probably going to just abort the saying of this it's the vasovagal syncope vasovagal syncope i believe is what it's called or or something to that effect. and what it basically is is that when your body Endure some sort of pain or you have anxiety, you ultimately your brain can shut down. And it's a coping mechanism. And it's not an extremely rare thing, um, but it happens to not as many people as you think. And when I started researching this condition that this nurse had when she fainted, I was alarmed by a few things. So let me go ahead and kick this off first and show you the video. And I want you to watch a few things. The first thing is if you're trying to garnish public support and take away fear and trepidation from the masses, the way you do that is to have six or seven very, very clean injections that are without result, that go off without a hitch, with no grimace from the person receiving the shot, with no reaction whatsoever to the shot and injection site, with no fainting, with no turning purple and exploding, nothing like that. Because this is what they're trying to do is put this on camera to make people feel safe. It also happened uh, with the AIDS virus and giving blood. And several prominent officials gave blood during the AIDS virus um, because they said that sharing needles obviously was a dangerous thing and blood banks were a dangerous thing at that time because uh, they were supposedly transfusing and transfusions were also causing AIDS. So doctors, world health care officials, surgeon general, presidents came out, gave blood or said transfusions weren't something to fear, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So simply by showing a world leader doing this, it creates confidence. So to have our health care officials do it, it's important. And I would expect Joe Biden getting a shot in the arm any day now, maybe. Maybe. And, or in showing that publicly, maybe he already has and I missed it. But the point is, is that the last thing you would do is you would screw this up. Now, my company gives out a roof every single quarter. We vet these people because what if we have someone who's who's stealing valor and lies about their service in the military? Wouldn't that be foolish of us to give them a free roof and then find out later in the paper how much damage that would do to our company? So it's our job to vet people. I would imagine that the WHO... And the ADA and the medical professionals around the world and the newspapers and the government would ensure that you have somebody that does not have vasovagal syncope. Because if it only takes a slight amount of pain or anxiety to make you pass out, and we know that the CDC said that these shots can create fainting or create rapid heartbeats or flu-like symptoms more than even the flu shot, then we probably don't want to put somebody up like that. Here's another example. If you're going to show that tear gas is not that harmful if you don't overreact, rub your eyes, grab your face, and touch your face, and ultimately apply the right countermeasures to tear gas once you exit the premises, you probably don't want to put an asthmatic on that public announcement PA video that you're going to do as they curl up into a ball and die because they can't breathe they must have done some sort of background on these nurses. And if they did, why would they put somebody on there who has this condition? And the answer is they wouldn't. And as a nurse, since she has probably had some form of pain in her life during her service of 24-hour shifts, I'm assuming that this was well known. And if it was well known, then why would you even do that? Well, because maybe it wasn't well known. And maybe this condition is just a very comfortable excuse for the people who actually do faint and pass out when they receive this shot, which is quite common, I understand. But you can't explain that and put the proverbial shit back in the horse once it's all over national TV. Let's watch this video. And I want you to watch her mannerisms. I want you to watch when she seems surprised when she's going faint. If she's felt this before, if she's felt these conditions before and these symptoms before, she could have very well said, folks, I have a condition and I'm reacting and I'm about to pass out. would have been just as simple as saying, I'm about to faint. But she seems surprised and shocked. Let's listen. Did you know you are going to be receiving the vaccine? I did, yes. Okay. So, you know, all of my staff, um, we are excited to get the vaccine. You know, um, We are in the COVID unit, so therefore, you know, my team will be getting... First chances to get the vaccine. And I know that um, it's really, I'm sorry, I'm feeling really dizzy. I'm sorry. You now this goes on for another minute or so, and I want to be completely transparent when most people see that everyone 's heart goes out, including mine. I would think if that was my daughter or that was my wife, or if that 's some of the people in the healthcare world that I know I, I I would be terrified, like, oh my God, and I was, and I was generally worried, and I still am. About that reaction, so I'm not making light of it, and I'm not showing you to make this worth clicks or clickbait or have this go viral. I'm showing it to you because that's concerning, and we should know about it. but what I do have a problem with is that the moment that I start looking this up, and by the way, she's fine. she came back on she did a nice four minute video. I'm not showing that just because it's too long, but she she came on and explained her condition that she has and I, my point is is that here's what I don't understand, is now that when I look up syncope," I see a disclaimer on the top of the page that says COVID-19 is a real thing and the vaccine poses no harm. When you actually go and look it up on medical sites, they have a disclaimer already up in a matter of hours. Who does that? How does that happen? And what they should say is that this is a natural reaction and this happens. But to explain away the story, almost like a cover story is going out to avoid anyone from looking at this, because when I see this, an alarm bell goes off. When other people read it, they go, oh, it's okay. They already know about it. I don't think that way. I start thinking, like, why is this here? Why are they trying to stop me from seeing it? Why are all the videos of that video taken down? And why have they all been replaced with the four-minute video of her explaining it away? And doctors and fact-checkers. The USA Today has a fact-checkout on this already, where they explain everything that she's going through and what she went through. After recovering, Dover, who's a nurse manager at a hospital in Chattanooga, Tennessee, told WCTV, It just hit me all of a sudden. I could feel it coming. I felt a little disoriented, but I feel fine now, and the pain in my arm is gone. She then explained her medical condition, which causes her to faint when she feels pain. A spokeswoman from the hospital told Reuters that Dover quickly recovered following the incident. It's interesting. It was so quick that it came out, but once again, why would you put somebody there who had a possibility of fainting due to slight pain? And we're talking anything from a splinter to a twisted ankle to any type of pain. And trust me, as a person who gets shots, I'm going to talk to you about this in the next video. So although I may not be a doctor, I do understand about injection sites. I do understand about intramuscular and intramuscular type injections. And because I have to, because I've been shot 104 times in the last two years. So let's get into that. But it's just interesting that all of these sites that have nothing to do with that video or nothing to do with that nurse or nothing to do with COVID and a disease that has nothing to do with that shot automatically has disclaimers. Folks, that is a form of maybe not censorship, but it's a form of propaganda and it's a form of censoring you looking for a deeper meaning or a deeper understanding. And that's a problem for me. It's a very big one. Here's an article that came out. Before we do that, I want to show you this video. So let me click this off. And this is a video of the six El Paso nurses who all received an injection. And the interesting thing is here is I want you to watch it, and then I will tell you a little bit about it, okay? All right, first things first. Do you see the syringe? First of all, that syringe has nothing in it. How do I know that? Well, that's a 21-gauge needle. It's a one-inch-long needle. Now, am I a heroin user? No, but how do I know? Well, I'll tell you, because I get a shot in something very, very similar. It mines are, Mine's a little bigger and a little thicker, but not the needle. I have two needles. One is a little bit longer and a thicker needle, so it has better flow. It's a lower gauge. It's an 18 gauge, one inch, and it has a pink tip on it. That, if I shot myself, would hurt like a son of a gun. But it has a wider needle, so it allows the flow of what is known as siponate, which is a testosterone replacement therapy that I take because my testosterone is extremely low. I'm willing to tell you that. I'm not embarrassed at all to tell you that. It's important. All middle-aged men should get it checked out. Two out of three middle-aged men suffer from low T. And no, I'm not getting paid to say that. But what I will tell you is that that small needle is a very difficult through fair. When you push it, it will give resistance because basically you're pushing, you know, a Nerf ball size of information through a tiny, tiny little straw and that's going to require more pressure. So it can actually agitate. And even though those little motions of you shaking and pushing harder aren't a big deal, it certainly is to the person getting stuck by it. So it can cause some pain. But the problem is, is that when you go into the intramuscle, which they're going into the fatty tissue of the delt, into the higher part of the arm, not the lower part, this is the deltoid muscle in the shoulder right here. And it goes down for most people about almost halfway to your elbow, which he's most definitely in the fatty tissue and the intramuscle. You need a one-inch penetration for that, which he's using the right needle. Any deeper and you'll go through the deltoid. Any shorter and you won't get into the intramuscle and all the fluid will leak out. So when they enter this and he gives it a slight pinch, that's to go ahead and make sure that they have a deep enough amount to go into that muscle. They collect it and they can slowly let go and it just makes it easier. You hardly feel it at all unless you go into a blood vessel or uh, any type of nerve. Now, you're supposed to draw back on the plunger just a little bit, just a quick pullback, and if any blood comes through the needle into the syringe, you stop immediately and reinject. and the reason why is because you're going into a blood vessel, and although not lethal, it can cause a great deal of pain, and it feels like you get a charley horse in your arm, and it sucks. Now, this whole shot, based upon with mine, I get about one cc. I think it's one milliliter. I'm not so sure on the quantity. All I know is to go to the one and push, and some nurse will tell me. But all the other shots, a full dose, look to be one milliliter. There's nothing in this syringe. So let's watch. There's the stick. Now, he moves his finger like he's going to draw back to see if he's in the muscle. And the thing is, is the syringe isn't even all the way in. You saw him pull back, pretend to pull back. Well, the plunger didn't move if you watch the black part. And then he pushes again. Nothing went through that in any way, shape, or form. There was nothing in this vial. He pulls out. And he's done. All right. Nurse number three, please. All right it's a conspiracy. There's nothing in these files. Nobody's kidding it. Don't take it. It's going to kill you and put Martian probes and microchips in your brain, and then they're going to hit you with a drone from a mile up. Folks, they can do that anyway, and they don't need a shot for it. And no, this isn't a conspiracy. There's a couple of reasons. He could have gotten the shot earlier. Maybe it was just a demonstration. Maybe he doesn't want the shot, and he volunteered to get in camera and do it. I don't know. The point is, is that when you watch those series of shots, a couple of them seem very, very fishy. And it makes me wonder, you have a nurse passing out, you have a vial that doesn't have anything in it. What the hell's going on? Is this all stage, pomp and circumstance? And the answer is yes, that's most assuredly what it is. But this stuff doesn't give me a lot of confidence in this thing. And here's what scares the living bejesus out of me. And I'm going to dive into the numbers and I don't have a lot of time, so I better hurry. But this will probably freak you out too. There's a picture of the nurse getting the shot, folks. If we take a look at this, and I'm going to have to blow this up because you can't see it, and I'm sorry, you're going to have to trust me. COVID deaths. Basically, what that's saying is per one million, two hundred and fourteen people die. Two hundred and fourteen people die per million cases. That is what it's saying. Okay, two hundred fourteen per million, and that is up to date. 2020, December 18th. So two days past today. So if we look at this and you, oh, I forgot to show you one thing. Hold on. Bam. Six severe allergic reactions reactions reported from the 250,000 COVID vaccine shots. These are severe and severe doesn't mean flu-like symptoms or passing out. It means severe like death, like they're bad and severe allergic reactions, six out of 250K, you might be going, well, what does that look like? What does that mean? And is it serious? Well, of course it's serious. It's absolutely serious. Six out of 250,000. But those odds are pretty good. It's better than driving in a car. It's better than accidental gun deaths. It's better than getting hit by a freaking ice, sliding off your roof during a snowstorm. There's a lot of things that can kill you. But the point is six out of 250K doesn't seem too bad. But let's put it in perspective. If we were to achieve the 0.2% death rate, which really what it is, let's be honest, this whole anywhere from 98.8 to 92.8 death or 99.8 death rate for COVID, it somewhere falls in between there. But let's just assume that it's that 0.2 that we hear most often. If that holds true, and if we look at this number, 250,000 people getting this shot is a 0000024 percent chance of having a severe reaction. Those odds are really, really low. I mean, really, really low. And in order to get it up to the COVID frequency, we would have to do this, 6,000 severe allergic reactions out of 250,000. And we would have a not a mortality rate but we would have severe reactions bordering on death or death at 0.024 which is a very close number to what we're seeing from covid deaths it's actually a 0.2% chance but you would if you wanted a 2 you have to get up to 60,000 so right now the early numbers show that this shot is not as dangerous as we are led to believe that's fine And a lot of people are saying it's dangerous. A lot of people are afraid to get it. So in those early numbers, we are seeing decent numbers to get the shot. So there's me supporting it from a numbers perspective. But now I'm going to go ahead and talk about COVID. If we look at COVID deaths per million, the number is 214 out of a million is 0.000214. Now, if we ratio to proportion that, remember, we had a 250,000 sample size for shots, 1 million sample size for deaths, we have to divide each of those two numbers by four to have an equal ratio proportion. Are you with me? I hope you are. Because if we take one quarter of that sample number and make it 250,000, which would equate to 53.5 million people, or 53.5 people dying, then the number is 0.000214, one thousandth of a percent higher in far as a positive than the shots which basically means if you look at these initial numbers, does that mean that you don't need to get the shot? No. Does that mean you're going to die of COVID tomorrow? No. What it's saying is is that the numbers aren't staggering from the dangers of getting COVID versus the initial severe cases of the shot. So you have to ask yourself a question. If you are not a high risk of dying from COVID, does it make sense for you to get this shot? And initial numbers would tell you no, because most people don't die from COVID who, unless they're a certain age or have an underlying condition. Now, if you have an underlying condition and you are a certain age, does it make sense to put this in your body with the risk that's exactly the same as COVID from a death perspective? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't have enough data. I'm not a statistician. And this could be an anomaly. Maybe all the cases weren't reported from the shots. Maybe the allergic reactions don't happen right away. Maybe a synthesis has to take place where we see it a month or a year or 10 years from now when you grow a third eye in your forehead or maybe all these COVID deaths aren't reported, and maybe they're overblown, and people are saying that drug overdoses are COVID-related, or pre-existing conditions where people were having ailments and, and, and knew that they were going to pass away within a certain period of time, and COVID sped that up. We don't know. But the initial numbers are interesting, and it doesn't necessarily go in favor of getting the shot if you are not high risk. And honestly, no matter what, I would question, because if you take this and you take then the suppression of conversation and the changing of the narrative and the medical journals that are out there, and they're putting warning labels on there, as this video will have a censorship tag on it, the moment I put it up to Facebook or YouTube as disinformation and that I am trying to convince you of something when I have openly said I'm not, I'm just asking scary questions and I expect to have scary answers, but I don't get them. So folks, what is the overall message here? The message is, is don't accept everything at face value. Question everything. Try to understand. I am the least conspiracy theorist in the world, and I have told you that these numbers don't necessarily mean anything, because we'll know more from a year from now. But here is my point, is we know what we're going to get from COVID. We understand pretty much, after a year's worth of data, what the risk is. It's the devil we know Is that fair? We know the risk, and we've already made a decision where we're going to get this vaccine, stay locked down, or go back to work, wear a mask or don't wear a mask. We're just like the voting. We knew who we were going to vote for. We know what our reaction is. We're going to go with the devil we know versus the devil we don't. And we're being sold that this is an angelic response handed down from God. And I will tell you that any person who is a chemist, any person who is in the scientific community will tell you, And I have had people defriend me for this because I didn't catch on quick enough that vaccines take three, four, five years to be proven effective or ill effective for the populace based upon data and sampling size. Now, I understood that all along. What I'm saying is, is that everyone said it couldn't be done. And it's here. And the question is, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? And I don't have the answer. I'm just asking scary questions. Folks, I appreciate everything. Veteran focus tonight. I don't have time for it tonight, but I do have time for this. Veteran crisis line, 1-800-273-8255, press one. If you need anything and you're struggling with PTS or traumatic brain injury, please call this number. They are there for you, 24 to 25 people. It increases during holidays to commit suicide who are veterans a day. If you can't make that call, reach out to me and I will help you make it, or you can go to don'tunfriendme.com and click on the VCL link, and there will be someone to help you. If you are not a veteran, they will also take your phone call, and that's the great thing about VCL. Give them a call. Folks, subscribe, like, and share on YouTube. Also, if you could just throw me one, a follow on Facebook, or share it with some friends, I would appreciate it. I thank you for the conversation tonight. I will see you tomorrow with another episode. Have a wonderful time, dummies. I am Audi 5000 G. thanks for watching don't unfriend me everybody i want to recommend alex from alekos design he works on all of my video and graphic design and he is amazing please give him a shot please head on over to his website at www a-l-e-k-o-s designs.com and one more quick thing before we go folks still point does the music intro for the show they are listeners they are fans and we absolutely love them special thanks that amazing song and you can hear citizen soldier at reverb stillpoint slash still point